Hello, and welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Dirk, and I'm an online personal trainer and coach helping women create balanced health and fitness routines that are realistic and help them reach their goals. Every week, I release a new episode to help you create a balanced and healthy lifestyle by focusing on your daily routines, habits, and overall consistency. Our motto is consistency over perfection always. So on this podcast, we always talk about realistic ways that you can balance out your health and fitness routines into a daily and consistent lifestyle. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode and welcome back to the first episode of 2024, at least the longer version. I am going to be doing my ins and outs and I wanted to share it on the podcast first because I wanted to do just like an in-depth version of the ins and outs. And yes, I'm still sick. It's lingering and I sound ridiculous. So bear with me as we try to get through this episode, but at least I'm feeling like myself again. I might just not sound like myself. So we're just going to push through and bear with me. And hopefully our normal voice will be back before we record too many episodes next week. But I'm loving this New Year's trend of the ins and outs for the year. It is very similar to New Year's resolutions in my opinion, but it's also like a step above because I feel like New Year's resolutions are very easy to be really drastic and almost dreamlike versus achievable goals. And it can also get just a little carried away, whereas I think the ends and outs are a little bit more specific and they talk about specific habits that you're not going to be doing and what you are going to be doing in the new year. So I just think it's a beautiful take on the new year and it's really inspiring. And I really like to see all of the different ones that like I'm not even thinking of myself, like everyone's really doing the trend or showing up on my feed a lot. And I'm loving just seeing like the variety of ideas, especially from like health and wellness influencers and ones that are like even there's a neurologist I follow and she posted one on TikTok the other day. And I was like, oh, those are really interesting ones that I haven't thought of before. So like ones that you kind of aren't expecting, not not your like typical fitness influencer, but like even like doctors and other people who have been posting it. It's very interesting to kind of see the ins and outs that they're talking about this year. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you my ins and outs and a little bit of why I'm focusing on them this year. The first one is being intentional with my time and saying no to things that are overbooking me. I feel like I am one of those people that gets booked really easily or overbooked really easily, and I'm not always really good at managing my time when it comes to doing things with people that I care about or doing things with friends or doing things with family. Because if somebody is going out of their way to invite me to do something, or if somebody wants to spend time with me, it's a two-way street in my opinion, right? Like if somebody's asking you to spend time with them, you can't be that person that's always saying no and always saying no to things, or you just turn out to be that person that's just never reliable. And it really feels like a one-way friendship. So there has to be that balance where you are going and doing things and spending time with your friends and family and not just like isolating yourself and focusing on things that you want to focus on. But you also have to be able to be intentional with saying no to things that maybe don't serve you. And I guess what I mean by that is like, there are certain things that some of my friends do that just aren't really my take or really my thing. For example, people that I am friends with, some of them are still in the life or the stage of life where they are partying a lot, they're going out to clubs, they go to a lot of random bars, and that's really not my scene. And it's truly just because we're in different phases of life, right? Like, I'm married and I live in the suburbs, 
and they live in a very big city and they're single and they have a lot less going on in that kind of family realm. You know what I mean? So that's more of what I'm talking about here and just being really intentional with what I say yes to and what I say no to, but also just really intentional with my time. So for those things, I'm just not going to be pushing myself to go because somebody invited me. Unfortunately, if it just like isn't something I want to do, I wouldn't expect you or want you to do that if I invited you to something that you didn't want to go to. So we're going to be saying no to things that we just don't want to do and that give us anxiety to go to and only saying yes to the things that are things that we actually want to do. And I do think there's a balance. Like you have to have a balance of like doing things for your friends that they like to do too. But like you don't have to put yourself in situations where you don't truly enjoy what you're doing. And it's always like the pressure to go. If they're pressuring you to go, like those are like not good friends. But if you are just like, doing maybe like a store that they like or going to a movie that they like, that's compromise versus doing something that you truly don't want to do. And that's how you're spending your time because time is valuable. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing how valuable time is and how quickly it goes. And I truly am trying to be more intentional with how I spend my time. And that even comes into my work life because as an entrepreneur, it's really easy to have a laptop or an iPad or your phone on you 24-7 and constantly be working on something. Like I'm literally sitting in front of two computers right now and I have my phone next to me and I have a lot of things going on. Literally my phone is ringing as we're talking. But it's really easy for me to be working 24-7 or to have a project that I'm working on 24-7. And like over the new year, I or the New Year weekend, I was working on a project, pretty much all of it. Granted, I was sick, so I was kind of on the couch like multitasking. But it was also something that like on New Year's Day, Sean was like, hey, let's do something together because you've been working a lot and I don't want you to burn out this week. And I'm like thankful that I have that reminder from him because it's really easy to just kind of keep going and working on one thing after the next. And a lot of my work is mobile. So I can work on my phone. I'm editing a video. I can work on my iPad. I can bring my laptop. And it's just like one of those things that I have to be more intentional that there's rest time that needs to be had. There's romantic time that needs to be had. There's intentional relationship time that needs to be had. There's family time. And those are all things that are important. And I need to be intentional with the way that I am showing up in those moments and just being intentional with what I do with my time. So that's something that we're focusing on. And that's my first in. The next is time blocking. I talk about this all of the time. And it's something that I absolutely love because it has changed my productivity for the better. But it's also something that towards the end of the year, I got a little carried away with and I had so many things on my to-do list that I was not efficient in time blocking and I noticed a huge difference. So we're going to be doing time blocking every single week and every single day. Ideally, on the end of the weeks or at the end of the weeks, we'll be doing it on like Fridays or Saturdays whenever I'm not going to be working and time blocking for the next day or at the end of each day, time blocking for the next day. So that when you wake up, you don't really have to have all the clutter and thinking about what you're going to do. You are ready to go and you have things scheduled and time blocked out. And if you don't know what time blocking is, basically it's delegating tasks within a certain time frame. And what I like to do is two to three hour windows. And I start my time blocking from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. And I mean, they're more detailed in the windows of like 8 to 4 p.m. because those are the times that I'm usually sitting at my desk and I'm working on something either strategic or working on something analytical or creative. And it takes a lot for me to kind of make sure that I'm moving from task to task efficiently. And especially as somebody who runs different things on their business, like I run a podcast, I run a social media, I run a coaching business, I run a website, like 
I do a lot of things by myself and a lot of things require different things from me. So I have to be able to shift my mindset and be able to focus on that task and give everything to that task. And what I've noticed in time blocking is if I am able to focus on just one or two tasks within that time frame, I'm so much more productive because instead of having 17 tabs open, I know that the most productive tasks will get done throughout the day as long as I stick to my time blocking schedule. And I don't have to worry about all of these different tasks that I have throughout the day. I just have to focus on those two tasks in that hour and then I can move on to the next thing. And it's so much better for my anxiety and my productivity because just a to-do list with a ton of things written out. Like I've tried to do that. And when I tell you I'm like two pages deep each day because I'm just brain dumping at that point. I'm literally thinking about everything that I have to do that day. And I'm just gonna dump everything out of my brain so I don't forget anything. And it's not strategic and it's not productive. So that's the way that we're gonna solve that productivity issue is time blocking. The third is no scrolling morning or night. And this is something that I've been trying to work on this year, but or this last year, but honestly, it can be so easy to get sucked into social media. And I think we all do it, especially if you're just like looking for something or you associate your phone with social media. It's so easy to like open your phone and end up on like Instagram or TikTok and not even mean to be there and scroll mindlessly, just consuming content for no reason. And I can honestly say, I don't feel like I am more productive or that I feel better when I consume a lot of social media, I feel worse. And a lot of the times I don't feel as intelligent. I I feel anxious. I feel overwhelmed. And it just doesn't provide me value. Like when I think about when the summer months, when I'm always reading a book, or if I'm really focused on doing other things outside of social media. When I was sick the last couple of days, I was on my phone a lot for social media. And I can say that my mental state started to feel so blah around the middle of the day because I was like, I just feel so unproductive, but I also know that right now in the state that I am, I am not well enough to think or do anything and I need to rest. And I would just find myself like picking up my phone and mindlessly scrolling. And it was just giving me the ick. Like I did not enjoy it. I started to get really bored around 2 p.m. And I started to just feel really crappy. And I was like, I need a good book. I need a good show. I need something that's going to get my brain a little more stimulated. Just then this constant feed of content that's out of my control. And it's like all over the place. I just feel like it doesn't do anything good for you. And to put a bigger emphasis on that, starting your morning and ending your day with it is just like the worst way to one, get restful sleep and to two, have a productive day. If you pay attention to the mornings where you start by just like scrolling mindlessly, I promise you, you have a less productive day and you just feel crappy, you know, like you didn't get anything done and you start to have like all of these different like feelings and anxiety and it's just like not beneficial. Same for your night. When you're going to bed, the blue light, one, drastically affects your sleep, but two, it just like makes your brain run tirelessly and you don't have a restful sleep then. And it's just like keeps you up later and it's just not something we're going to be focusing on. If you listen to anything that Andrew Huberman says, he talks about how blue light can truly affect you just by like a couple seconds and starting your day with blue light will actually release fight or flight responses and your body's now in like a stressed mode. And when you go to bed, it's the same situation and it'll keep you up and it'll disrupt your REM sleep. So we're going to just cut that out this year and we're going to replace mindless scrolling with reading or journaling or self-care time, something that's intentional. Number four, I want to listen to more podcasts. I used to be really into podcasts a couple of years ago and it was 
constantly on when I was driving or when I was walking. And now I'm definitely one of those people who opts for silence. Like I feel like I have so much going on in my head alone. that Sometimes I just need like that silence and to calm myself down. And I get like overstimulated really quickly with sounds. So music sometimes just can't be playing for me to be thinking. But I also noticed in the times that I was listening to a lot of podcasts, I was constantly thinking about new ideas. And I was very selective in the ones that I listened to. I wasn't listening to ones that were like gossipy or necessarily like funny or humorous. Like those ones are fun. I listen to those ones with Sean, but like being intentional about listening to educational podcasts and having like an educational time frame in your day. Because I think that if you're not constantly focused on learning, you're not learning anything, right? So I want to be more intentional about picking a few podcasts to listen to every week. The one that I listen to the most is Andrew Huberman. And his are very long. So sometimes I have to break those up into segments. And sometimes you have to go back and re-listen because they can get really scientific. But I also just love having that ability to have a bigger conversation around health and wellness. And I also love just learning new things about it and being a little bit more educated. So that's something we're bringing back in 2024. The fifth one kind of ties into what I was saying about no scrolling is I'm opting for reading over social media in 2024. I really want to be intentional about reading more. I have a goal right now in January to be reading 10 minutes a day, but I also want to be reading beyond just like fiction stuff. I want to be reading things that are the same as like the podcast educational and advancing me in certain ways. Two things that we're really focused on this year is like financial health and investing. Those are things that I've always been like geeked out over, but I really want to learn more about how to do them and learn about different things that you can do and different strategies. So we are going to be reading several books every couple weeks, but I want to make sure that it's like a daily habit and it's something that I'm focusing on daily. So we're going to try and do reading over scrolling as much as possible. Number five, new recipes. If you follow me on social media, you know I eat a lot of the same thing and I'm very routine in everything I do and that does not change for my eating habits. Once I find something I like, I will eat it over and over and over again until I'm sick of it and it usually takes a long time to become sick of it. And then once I get sick of it, I'm just like done for. Like I don't wanna eat it anymore for a while. But this year, I've really gotten into finding new recipes and I want to be very intentional about at least doing one new recipe a week, but also like being more creative in the kitchen at night and like, and making time for new recipes and making recipes together at night instead of just doing the same old, same old after every single night. I think it's way more fun to have a few recipes that you get to look forward to and that you get to create. And it's also just like a creative time for you. So new recipes over the same thing every single night. Number six, I don't know if you guys are feeling this way, but Pinterest has like slowly trickled back into my life. I always use it like once a month, but lately I opt for Pinterest over opting for like social media apps in general. Like I think Pinterest is so elite right now in comparison to like Instagram or TikTok because instead of it being just like constant crazy videos, especially like TikTok right now, if you're not like on your following page and you're on the view page, you don't even know what you're going to get when you open the app. But like Pinterest is so fun to be on, especially for like finding new inspo for either house or outfits or dinner. And I'm just loving Pinterest right now. I think I'm going to start creating more content over there as well and putting more content over there. But honestly, I just think it's such a fun app to be on right now. And it's so cool once it starts to like figure out the content you want to see. Like I could be on it for hours. We just started like redecorating our bedroom. And once I start pinning like a certain number of pins all of a sudden, like everything that shows up is 
things that are totally curated for me. And I'm like, oh, that's so much more of what I wanted than that first pin. And I'm just all about it right now. I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way, but I'm thinking Pinterest is a total in. Number seven, dressing up more. I am one of those people, and if you follow me on social media, you know I am in sweats almost every single day. I work from home. I have a lot of luxury in my routine where I can just wear whatever I want to wear, and I opt for comfort a lot of the time over looking necessarily dressed up. And over Christmas, this almost always happens over the holidays, I have a lot of outfits that I get to put together because we're going to events or we're going out. And every time the new year comes, I'm like, I want to dress nicer more often, even if I'm just hanging out at home. Putting together an outfit versus just putting together sweats, that's going to be in for me in 2024. Number nine, focusing on handwritten notes or just like anything that's handwritten. One thing I've noticed is as I have gone to doing more things on my iPad, on my phone, on my computer, I rarely write anything unless I'm writing like a thank you note or something along those lines. And one, my handwriting doesn't look as good as it used to. And honestly, I just love a good handwritten note. Like it's so personal and I love giving them to Sean, especially like on our anniversary and things like that. So I want to be doing more handwritten notes. And on top of that, I want to be taking more pictures. I have a Polaroid camera and every year I'm always talking about taking Polaroid pictures but I never do. And we started the new year off by taking some pictures with the Polaroid on New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day. And I'm just going to be trying to take as many of those as I can this year. And I'm going to make just like a collage of photos in different areas of the house. But I truly just love Polaroid photos. And I really just want to see how many we can get because they're so cute. And I love the like memorabilia of it. I kind of combined those, but the Polaroids and pictures was number 10. And number 11 is self-care nights. I am pretty big on these. Like I started doing them last year a lot, but this year I'm really focused on getting like good self-care nights in, whether it be like cleaning my makeup brushes or, or watching a good show or reading a good book and really just being intentional and not be doing a thousand things because my self-care nights right now can really turn into chores and I can find myself like cleaning up the house and doing all the laundry and doing all these things and then finally relaxing and it being bedtime. So what I want to do is like really really enjoy a good self-care night like once a week, whether it be doing a full girl shower and doing my skincare, maybe cleaning my makeup brushes, like one little thing that needs to be done, reading a good book, having a good drink, but just like really getting some good self-care time in religiously. And to play off of that one for number 12 is to have girls nights on a regular basis. I was actually talking about this with two of my friends and how I want to have like a bi-weekly or monthly date night to start where we just spend like once a month or twice a week or twice a week month where we just spend like once a month or twice a month together and we do like a margarita night or we do a mocktail night or we do something where we get to just like do something repeatedly together and it's like our night, whether it be like the same day of the month or like Thursdays or whatever it may be. Like we talked about moving into weekly eventually, but I just know that as you get older, it's really hard to, it's sometimes really hard to get together with your friends on a regular basis because you just have so many things going on. And I want to make it a priority to get together with my closest friends at least a couple times a month and do it on like a basis where we don't have to think about it. Like obviously things will come up. Obviously we might have to reschedule a few times, but I'm going to like pencil them in on a consistent basis so that we know like that night is for us. And I told Sean to do this with his buddies too. 
So we're going to like coordinate it so that he's doing it on the same night. So it's always like we're not in each other's way or like awkwardly have like one of us lingering around the house because we feel like we have to leave. And then another thing that I'm really trying to do is be better about going to workout classes, especially as I've been like working on my home gym. I find myself becoming even more of a homebody and I'm like even pushing myself as I'm doing these workouts at home to make sure that I'm getting ready like I would for the gym, like put on a cute workout set or pull my hair up and not just like roll out of bed and just go work out because I like how I feel when I go to the gym and I feel like put together and ready for the day. But if I like work out at home, like I'm not as put together and sometimes I feel like a little bit lazy is the best way to put it. So I'm trying to like make sure that I stay in the same mindset as I'm working from home. But beyond that, I also want to make sure that I'm going to workout classes. Yoga and Pilates are things that I used to be really into just with like COVID starting and like workout classes closing down. That's kind of like the last time I was going to classes regularly. I was going to yoga classes and Pilates classes at least twice a week and I was going on a regular basis. Like I had set days that I was doing these things. And then when COVID happened, like obviously we weren't going to studios anymore. And then I kind of just got in my own routine of working out and doing my own thing. And I really want to get back into going to workout classes with my girlfriends and then also going to workout classes just like on a regular basis to spice it up because I honestly enjoy them so much. And now that I have like a Peloton and everything else, like I just have so much at home that I just kind of like, I veer towards that. And I even like veer towards that than going to the gym now that I have like most things. And I just really do just love the gym and I love the gym environment and I love workout class environments. So that's going to be an in for me in 2024. And then last but not least, I started this about two years ago, but we're going to keep it up this year. And that is the 5am workouts. In the last couple of months, especially with the holidays, And with having just like the home gym, I'm not as rigid as I used to be with my schedule. Before, I just like to have my morning routine kind of done by like 7.30 or 8. So I just had time to relax and start my day and just like get into work. And yes, I do work for myself. Yes, I do have a lot of freedom because I work from home. And I have a lot of freedom in my schedule. But I do have so much that I have to do that I've noticed that if I don't like start at 8, I'm working till like 7 or 8 p.m., so I like to try to like cut that off and do like a normal work schedule between like eight to five or eight to six and just have enough time like throughout the day to get the things that I want done so I can have like a evening routine, you know, but I wanted to get, I want to get back into my 5 a.m.s and be more consistent with it. Right now I'm just doing something where I'm focused on being up before six, but I really want to be like at the gym by five or working out around five and consistently getting up at 5 a.m. on a regular basis again because it's just going to be so much better. And I really enjoyed doing the 5 a.m. on a consistent basis. Like I really did enjoy being done with my workouts at like 6.30 and having time to journal and read and do my meditation and then do all these things before Sean was even up sometimes or doing it with him. And then we have a lot of time to just like make breakfast and hang out in the morning and just get our day together. You honestly start off your day on such a better foot when you have everything together and you feel like you've got some of the most important tasks out of the way. And even if I'm not working out, if I get up early, I just find that I start the day so much better because if you just like sleep in and you don't give yourself time, I feel like you just like rush through the day. So 5 a.m. workouts are definitely in for me in 2024. Now switching the conversations to what are my outs for 2024? And I've thought a lot about this. I honestly could have gone on and on with this whole list, but I kind of condensed it down to the ones that really stuck out to me. And looking back at the last year, things that got in the way or things that 
I really want to make sure are not a priority for me this year because they really do cause negativity that I just don't think needs to be flooding through the air. You know what I mean? So starting off with number one, stressing and worrying. If you know me, if you're close with me, you probably know I am a very high cortisol, high anxiety person. I'm very dedicated. I have a high drive. And as a result of that, I get really stressed and I worry and I'm anxious a lot of the time because I don't want to disappoint anybody. And I will honestly take on more than I can just because I want to be a high achiever. And that is just how I work. I'm definitely high cortisol. I definitely respond to stress a lot more than somebody else might. And it's even something that I've known and found out through acupuncture and my naturopath is my cortisol levels are just naturally higher and little amounts of stress can spike them relatively quickly. So it's something that I'm really trying to work on this year because there are so many negative effects of stress and anxiety. And a lot of the time it just leads to unnecessary worrying. And I find myself thinking about things that just aren't important and they are the best way to put them time wasters. They truly are like some of the biggest time wasters that I can think of in the past year and stressing over things that are out of my control and just being anxious and worrying about them is just so not a thing that I want to be doing in 2024. And it's something that I'm trying to manage and have good stress levels as we go into the new year and just throughout the year. So we're getting rid of that. And that is an out for 2024. Number two, buying trendy things. And I feel like I've really got caught up in this in the last couple of years. It's probably just like TikTok and other social media apps where you start to see things on a repeated basis and it starts to kind of like drive a want. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I'm never going to buy anything trendy again because I know I will. And there are things that I genuinely love that are trendy and that I see all over the place. And I'm like, okay, I really want that. But I'm also in a place where I'm trying to build a capsule wardrobe because I am 30. I have gone through a lot of different trendy items and I find myself wearing things for a little bit of time. And then I find myself putting them on Poshmark or giving them away. And I've not even had them a really long time. And right now I'm really about investment pieces and pieces that can be worn as a staple with multiple outfits. I actually love putting together outfits. I think it's so fun. But something that I think is missing from my wardrobe right now is just like good classic pieces that maybe are a little bit more expensive, but aren't necessarily so trendy that like after a year, year and a half, you really can't wear them again. And then you have a hard time like selling them because everyone knows they're not like trendy anymore. So I'm really trying to focus on things that are going to be classic and that are going to last me a decent amount of time that I'm going to want to wear year after year and can put together multiple outfits with, even if like you change the outfit style as you go. So trendy things are kind of an out for me in 2024 and really focusing more on like the capsule and staple wardrobe. Number three, going to bed late, especially through the holidays. I definitely started going to bed later than I usually do. We would like be up with family playing card games or doing different things. And I'm not even kidding, like up till like two or three in the morning or like one or two in the morning on a regular basis. And it totally messed with my sleep schedule. Like jumping back into my 5am after all of that was so challenging. And I definitely did not enjoy feeling that tired. And honestly, 
Like there's just not a lot going on that late at night, especially because you're probably just like playing a game or more than likely just like watching TV or scrolling on social media. And like what benefit at the end of the day does that really get you? So I'm back to, I'm waking up early. I'm going to bed early. I have my nighttime routine where I'm going to be in bed by at least 8.30 or 9 and I'm going to be reading and be asleep by 10 p.m. because I am not a fan of the late nights anymore. And to play off of the going to bed late, sleeping in late. I am kind of over sleeping in late because like I said, I feel very flustered in the mornings and I don't feel very put together when I have a late morning. Like we obviously are going to have some here and there, like weekends when maybe you're having a slower morning. But on a general basis, I'm not a big fan of sleeping in because honestly, the day would go so much quicker when you sleep in and you don't get to have things done in the morning. And I think when you don't utilize your morning properly, it really does play on your mental and emotional feeling and well-being. And you start to kind of just like feel a little bit less productive and there's a different energy. So I'm kind of not about the sleeping in in 2024. And I'm more about a consistent morning routine that starts usually before 7 or 6 a.m. Number five, this is a little bit of a different one, but this is one of my pet peeves. I can't stand when somebody tells me about all of their dreams and I hear about them on a consistent basis, but I never see action. And I'm big on seeing your dream come to a reality. So we're going to leave behind just talking and dreaming about what we want to do and the goals we want to achieve in 2023 and really move into the action taking phase. And I know it can be really hard when you're trying to get started on something, but it's really important as you like are thinking about something that you want to achieve and you're dreaming about like what it could be like that you write those things down and then you kind of break them out into like, how could you actually make it achievable? Because sometimes when you like first think about it, it's not easy to even see a path. And sometimes it'll feel like there's absolutely no path. There's no way I can make this work. But as you start like taking little baby steps and as you start doing little things, you can kind of see it come to reality and you can kind of see how it would fit into your life. And one thing that I'm a big believer on is if you have a dream in your heart and it's something that you think about all of the time, there is a reason that that dream is on your heart and there is a reason that you have that in your life and you don't want to spend your life regretting not even trying because there's a difference between trying and not succeeding and that feeling of failure versus never trying at all because you just are like, what if? What if I tried? What if I gave a little bit more effort? And regret is such a negative feeling, I promise you. Failure is very easy to be like, you know what, even if I didn't succeed fully, I can see how I could go about it this way. Now there's another path. Now there's another opportunity. Or you know what? Now that I've tried, it's not really what I want and I'm okay with the failure. And you learn lessons through failure. But when you don't try and when you just have dreams that you never take action on, the lack of action truly leads to regret. And regret is just like a feeling that I promise you, you never want to experience. I'm sure everyone has experienced regret in some way. Like looking back at your life, things that you wish you would have tried, I think you need to remember that when you are trying to talk about a new dream or when you're thinking about a new dream, because it's a feeling that you never want to have again, right? Like, why would you let yourself feel that way again just by not trying? So we're not going to be doing just dreaming in 2024. We're taking action. Number six, and this one's close to my heart, people pleasing. I truly care so deeply about people and I care so deeply about how others feel and making sure that they feel invited and welcomed. And a big part of just like 
everything, you know? Like, I want everyone happy. And that is truly what it comes down to with people-pleasing. And I think that there's good and bad to it, right? Like, like I said, I think everyone should be included. And I love people that are just warm and inviting and very positive. And I think that that is a good characteristic to have. But people-pleasing can get really negative when you are constantly doing things that you don't want to do to please other people. And it's not even like making sure that somebody else is really comfortable. It's letting people in a way abuse you and letting people take advantage of you in ways that I just don't think you ever should. I don't think you should be doing things to make people happy and going to events to make people happy when you genuinely don't want to do it. And if you're doing it because you don't like how they treat you after or they're mean to you after or there's just like a reason why you're doing it because you know like they're going to react in a different way. Like that is the people pleasing I'm talking about here that is out for 2024. We are not going to be doing things for other people just because maybe they're mean, maybe they're not kind, maybe they just like have a negative way about them if you don't do what they want. And I'm just not about that anymore, especially as I've gotten older. Like I used to be that person that I would constantly make sure that I was giving myself in a way that I would try and please other people and make sure that they felt like I was trying for them. And now I'm at a point where I'm just like, I will constantly always hold the virtue in life that I want everyone to feel comfortable and everyone to feel cared for. If you care for me, I will care for you. But I am over the doing things for other people just because I have to be a people pleaser and doing things that make me uncomfortable, doing things that make me feel bad about myself or doing things for other people that just like don't serve me in any capacity. And like, we don't have to constantly serve ourselves. There has to be some give and take, but you have to know yourself well enough to be like, am I doing this because I genuinely care about the person and they genuinely care about me and I know that this is going to be like a mutual benefit in some aspect and I'm going to get something out of it. Or am I doing this because I know that if I don't, that this will happen and maybe they'll be mean to me or that I'm just going to have like horrible feelings afterwards because I really didn't want to do it, but I did it for other people. Like we're getting rid of that in 2024. Next, relying on motivation. And this is huge in so many aspects. I think it goes beyond just like the gym and waking up early, but like motivation for anything. Think about getting motivation to do something that you've wanted to do for a long time. Motivation to go to bed early, motivation to get up early, to have a routine, to go to the gym, to start a new diet. Like waiting for motivation is such a silly game because there's going to be days where you wake up super motivated and there's going to be days where you don't at all and you're not going to have any motivation in your blood and your body, and you're going to be very disappointed in yourself if you don't have some sort of dedication or some sort of routine that's going to help you get done what you want to do. I can't even tell you how hard it is to stay motivated during my busiest season of life and work because November through January or November through March really is one of the busiest times of year for me, just with brand deals, with work, with clients, with new products, with new launches. And sometimes, especially during the holidays, it is so hard for me to stay motivated. And I mean, I did Vlogmas this year and I did so many other things that I added to my plate. And trust me, if I relied on motivation, you guys would have never seen me on social media and I wouldn't have taken a single client because I did not want to do a lot of the work that I had to do. I did not want to do a lot of the work that I knew had to be done, but I also knew that I had goals written down. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I had strategy and I had planning done and it was just less of a let's get some motivation to get this done 
and a lot more of, I know what I need to do and here's the dedication I have because I want to have this and I know that in six months I will really regret it if I don't give myself and give to this job everything that I've dreamt of. And the same goes for other things, right? Like if you went on motivation to get out of bed, I promise you, you're not going to wake up at 5am. Like that's just how it works because I don't wake up motivated to go to the gym. More times than not, I'm like, I do not want to get up and I do not want to get going. But I'm like, you know what? I know what I have to do today and I have to be dedicated in this moment. I can't be waiting for my motivation to kick in that's going to wake me up because if I wait for that, I'm going back to sleep and I'll see you at 8 a.m. Like that is just the reality of it. So we're getting rid of waiting around for motivation and we're just going to get dedicated this year. And the next one plays off of this as well, and it is procrastination. And I think that this is something that everybody always needs to work on because it's just like inherently in us to procrastinate things that are challenging or overwhelming or stuff we just don't feel prepared for. And this comes down to like imposter syndrome and a lot of other different things as well, because you can just be overwhelmed by what you need to do. But even the little things, like I think about when I have errands that I have to run and I will put them off all day. And then when I finally get around to doing them, I will either talk myself out of it because I'm like, oh, it's too late and now I don't have time. Or I will easily just be like, okay, I guess I have to do it. And it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. And I just waited all day long and I carried that anxiety and stress around with me because I knew that that task and that thing that I had to do was weighing on me and it was causing me anxiety and it was causing me stress, but I just wouldn't do it because I was dreading like how hard the task was going to be. And then it turned out to be super simple. And I think that that's a lot of what we do with procrastination, whether it comes to going to the gym, starting a new diet, or just starting something new. It's overwhelming, especially when it's new, because you don't really know what to expect. And our body relies on confidence. Like if you are not confident and you don't know what's coming next, it's really easy to fall back on pushing it off till later because you're like, oh, I don't know that I'm ready yet and I need to wait until I'm ready. And we're just not going to do that this year because more times than not, you have to learn through experience and you have to learn by doing. And maybe you're not going to get it right the first time, but at least you're tackling it and you're not dealing with all that stress and anxiety because you're waiting to try and get it started or you just know it's in the back of your head. And the same thing goes for just the easy tasks, like doing the dishes, doing the laundry, going on, doing our errands, little things that we're just like putting off. We're just going to get those done and we're going to be efficient girlies in 2024. And I talked about this a little bit with an in for 2024. Ways to prevent procrastination, a big way for me at least, is time blocking because you just get to outline every single thing you're going to do that day. And like I'm looking at my calendar right now. I have a whiteboard calendar on my wall. And when I feel overwhelmed, I brain dump everything that I need to do that week. And I try and fill slots based on the days that I need to do them. And then I get on my computer and I time block it out. Like I look at my calendar written out and then I go on my time blocking calendar and I break things out into two or three tasks every one to two hours. And I try and get everything done as quickly as possible. And I start with the hardest task first, because if I need more time, then I know that I can push it towards the end of the day and I can try and get back into the groove of things. But also it just helps so much with anxiety because you do the hardest thing and then you know everything else is easier and you can kind of cruise through your list after you get the hardest thing done. The next one, negative self-talk. We all do it, and I think it varies from day to day. Like, I literally had a horrible workout this morning. I wouldn't say horrible, but I had a horrible body image this morning. I didn't feel like working out. I'm still sick, 
I'm not even sick. I'm still recovering and I don't feel my best. So I'm feeling fatigued and I haven't really worked out a lot throughout the holiday because I was sick and I was gone and I didn't have access to a gym a lot of the time. And I was definitely feeling down on myself. And I found myself being like, oh, I don't look as toned as I was before Christmas. I miss my summer tan. I don't look good when I'm not tan. And I was just like talking so negatively to myself. And Sean was like, I don't know why you're behaving this way. Like nobody sees you the way that you see yourself and you're just being really negative. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I'm even bringing myself down because I started off this morning like totally fine. And then as I continued throughout the day and I was being really negative, I started to notice my energy and my mood was changing. And like in the morning, I didn't wake up having necessarily a bad body image. But then as I was like working out and looking in the mirror over and over again, I started like feeling really bad about myself. And it totally changed my mood and the dynamic of just like the day. And the second I cut it off and I stopped worrying about it, like we're all going to still have those days. I'm not saying like they're never going to happen, but we've got to work on being less negative towards ourselves and speaking positively to ourselves, especially on the days where we're not feeling good because it doesn't help in any way. And you truly believe the things that you say to yourself. That is how your body works and that is how your brain works. And as you tell yourself something over and over and over again, you start to see it, you start to feel it, you start to believe it. And there's just no need for that because I truly believe you can do anything that you want in life and being negative towards yourself does not help you get there. But being positive to yourself and talking positively to yourself, manifesting and doing things that are in a positive nature versus a negative nature have so much more benefit to you. And I promise you, like, you can't think of a day where you were really negative and really talked badly to yourself and you had a great day. You know, like, I don't think that that ever correlates. I truly believe that the days that you feel positive, that you have positive energy, that you're talking positively to yourself, you are a much better person and you usually can have a good day. But when you're negative, I feel like those are never good days. And I personally can't think of a day where I was really negative and I had a great day. Like, I always look back at those and I'm like, man, I really wish I wasn't so obsessed with this at that time. Or I really wish I wasn't talking so negative to myself because I ruined an experience because of how I was talking to myself and how I was feeling. And I just put negative energy out there. So let's get rid of it. Let's toss it out in 2024. And last but not least, to play off of that, I want our final out to be believing that we can't do something. I want you to believe that you can do anything that you set your mind to in 2024. And I want you to believe that you can accomplish absolutely anything and there's no reason why you can't because that is true. You become what you believe. What you believe turns into actions. And the actions that you have can make a reality come true very quickly. But if you believe you can't do something, I promise you, you're not going to do it because why would you try and do something that you already think you can't do? If you think that you can't make a million dollars, you will likely not make a million dollars. Like you're not going to try. You're not going to do anything that's going to help you make a million dollars because you truly believe that. And the same goes for if you believe that you can't have a certain body in the gym or you can't have something. You're not going to go to the gym because you're not going to believe in yourself. I think it's absolutely necessary that you learn to believe in yourself and everything that you do. If you are wanting something in your life, you have to believe to your core that you can have anything that you want. Yes, there's hard work required for that. I'm not saying that you believe it and it just shows up in your lap, but the first step is believing in yourself. And the first step is believing that you can have it because if you think that you can't, I promise you, you will do nothing to help get you there. And the lack of action is the biggest problem and why you won't have something. But if you just start trying and you start giving 1% every single day, think about it for a second. 1% every single day. In a month, 
that's 30%, right? So you've grown 30% now because you gave 1% every single day. In a year, you've grown 365% because you gave 1% every single day. Like you don't have to do a lot, but over time, it adds to so much. So you have to believe that you can have anything you want. And we're just not going to be doing the believing that we can't and any can't aspect that is out for 2024. One goal of mine this year was to start filming podcasts. And I can honestly say, thank goodness I didn't film this one because the amount of times that I had to pause because I had a coughing fit was crazy. So thank you for bearing with me as I am getting over this cold and I probably just don't sound very good on here. But thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for listening to the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you want more daily content, you can follow me on all social media channels at Kayla Dirk. And if you're interested in one-on-one coaching or any of my fitness guides or challenges, you can find all the information in the show notes. I have links out to that on my website. I'm still accepting a few clients for the next couple of weeks, but I will be closing the waitlist come January or end of January. So if you're interested, definitely sign up for that and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.